It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Tuesday morning at the shake of the day, Russell Dickerson. She likes it. What's he talking about? Anything? She likes it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave that up to you to figure it out. Uh, good morning, and uh, it's uh, good to be in the air conditioning. It's warm out there and going to stay that way today, and it's uh, kind of a warm week, but it's July. What do you expect? Good morning, shank of the day. We got chores to do. Bob and Jill are with you. 75 right here now. Rice Lake is 76. Lacrosse 77, so it's warmer on the state. Milwaukee 76, it's uh, going to get warmer than that today. Get again near 90. We didn't quite make it yesterday, got to about 88, but it felt like as well into the 90s. It'll get about 89. Chance of some rain again. We get these kind of heat waves, and it always blows up some storms someplace. So be aware of that. The wind uh, picking up a little, a little breeze coming in this morning. Didn't you find in uh, as you drove? I did. It was kind of breezy when I went across my yard. All right. So, again, we'll tell you more about the weather as we go along this morning. We've got, uh, well, Farm Technology Days is history, and uh, for everything I've seen, a pretty good review of an awfully good show, that's for sure. And uh, the uh, rails over there at Rustic Occasions and Rail Acres should be uh, congratulated for rolling out the red carpet and all the folks around Loyal and Clark County did a wonderful job. We've got results of the FFA tractor driving contest, and uh, some young men from our area did very well. At least I think they're all young men. I didn't look close at the first names. Looks like it. All young men were uh, very good uh, participants in that competition. And we've got some fairs coming up this week. How many fairs have we got this week? Well, there's quite a few, but... The ones that uh, are in our area are Barron County Fair, La Crosse Interstate Fair, and the St. Croix County Fair, starting all starting on the 20th and running through the weekend. All right, and today's the 19th, so they'll kick off tomorrow. And don't forget, our Brent Wink will be over slinging burgers at, uh, I don't know, Knights of Columbus stand or something like that over Glenwood City. And then he'll be announcing the big uh, pulling activities at the uh, St. Croix County Fair in Glenwood City. They've... Uh, Dropped the draft horse show. They dropped that a few years ago, so uh, no draft horse show on Sunday. We announced the draft horse show at the Northern Wisconsin State Fair in Chippewa Falls and had a good time doing that. Beautiful day for that. It was mostly uh, sun was behind the clouds, and it was warm, but it uh, wasn't uh, obesely hot. So we got that done and wrapped up the Northern Wisconsin State Fair, and we've got lots of other things to talk about this morning. The progress of the crops. And we'll tell you who the uh, top tractor drivers are from Farm Technology Days, the FFA young people that were competing at the show. So uh, we've got lots to do this morning. We'll tell you about the weather, and uh, it's still summer out there. We'll start with that. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Quick check of our weather brought to you by Mark Wart Motors. And don't forget, Mark Wart is looking to hire a service advisor and two service lane porter positions. Mark Wart Motors offers a competitive salary with a generous benefit package. Apply in person or at markwartmotors.com. You know anything about cars? They got they got a job for you out there at Mark Wart's. Hey, it's going to be uh, wet today, it looks like. Chance of rain. I don't have the... Uh, 
the radar up in front of me, so I'm not sure what the radar looks like, but there is some rain, I think, over in Minnesota. Not sure if it's gotten into uh, Wisconsin yet, but uh, our weather most time comes from the west. So there is a chance of rain today, and winds picking up. It will be about 89 for the high today, then cooling off to 68. Wednesday, partly sunny, 85. Thursday, it looks like full sun. And 86, 87 on Friday with a few clouds moving in. Looks like Saturday and Sunday there's some rain in the forecast for fairs and country jam and a few other things. As we take a look, what's the radar showing this morning? It's shown some rain in Minnesota. Not reached the river yet. Not to the river yet. All right, so uh, there's some rain out there. Moving our way. Right now, as we said earlier, 76 in Rice Lake, 71 in Wausau, Medford, and Marshfield, 77 in La Crosse, 75 in Green Bay, Madison, Sun Prairie, 76 in Milwaukee, and here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls area right now, we're at 75 degrees, and it's going to be a warm day again. Well, it's going to be hot, by lie, 89 <laughs> chance of rain little wind out there wind's going to be picking up rain right now still in minnesota but moving our way and of course you can look at uh, just about any time when the weather gets this hot and humid to fire up a storm someplace but uh not a bad morning we're about 75 right now it's also about a minute after five this is 104.5 fm waxx so claire what's going on nbc news radio i'm mark mayfield The House Judiciary Committee is set to take up legislation this week that would ban assault rifles. Texas State Senator Roland Gutierrez says all folks have to do is watch the video of the Uvalde school shooting to see how much damage they do. The full security cam video showing the massacre at a Texas elementary school is now out in the public. The assault weapons ban has more than 200 Democratic co-sponsors. No Republicans have signed on. Dozens of angry, heartbroken parents and hundreds of community members tore into the Uvalde, Texas school board on Monday night. Brett Cross's niece was killed in the shooting and wants the superintendent gone. Well, I'll tell you this. If, he, if he's not fired by noon tomorrow, then I want your resignation and every single one of you board members because y'all do not give a damn about our children or us. They called for the superintendent to be fired and for board members to resign nearly two months after 19 children and two teachers were killed in a mass shooting at Robb Elementary School. One by one, people slammed the board, questioning school officials' handling of safety and demanding accountability from those who are paid to protect children and school staff. A court ruling is expected today after Elon Musk asked to have Twitter's request for a speedy trial rejected. Ryan Shook explains. The Tesla and SpaceX CEO says he needs more time to prepare for trial after being sued for backing out of a $44 billion deal to buy the social media platform. Musk's team says the trial should wait until next year, but Twitter's attorneys want hearings to begin in September. I'm Brian Shook. And Toys R Us is making a comeback this holiday shopping season. Macy's announced the Toy Store brand will be in every one of its locations in time for Christmas shopping. The in-store Toys R Us shops will vary in size from 1,000 to 10,000 square feet. The Toys R Us brand attempted a number of comebacks since it closed all its stores in 2018 due to bankruptcy. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we've got some rain in the forecast. Most of it right now is uh, in Minnesota, but it looks like on the radar, little cloud formations north of Eau Claire. So, again, look for some rain in the area as the day goes along. 
Chance of rain. Wind's picking up as well. It'll be hot, about 89 today. Down to about 68 tonight. Partly sunny on Wednesday. Thursday, full sun. Friday, partly sunny again. Temperatures mid to upper 80s. Saturday and Sunday looks like rain. Chance of rain at least with temperatures uh, into the 80s. And around the area, as we said right now, Rice Lake is 76, 71. Marshfield, Medford, Wausau. Lacrosse 77, Madison, Sun Prairie, Green Bay 75, Milwaukee 76, and it's 75 right now, and it looks like some rain on the way in the Chippewa Valley. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our markets on this Tuesday morning. And Jill, let's start with the cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 135 to 148 and a half with mixed at 90 to 134. Choice fed beef heifers are 133 to 144 with mixed at 90 to 130. Choice fed Holstein steers are 120 to 131 with selects at 86 to 116. Cows are 70 to 91 and a half with bulls at 74 to 110. Butcher hogs are 81 to 108, with sows at 53 to 62. Boars are 15 to 36. Old crop market lambs are 40 to 125, with feeder lambs at 110 to 150. And as we take a look at the livestock futures from yesterday, we see live cattle and hogs were higher. Feeder cattle were mixed. The August live hog contract, or live cattle contract, 135.62 up 70 cents. October cattle, 140.60 up a dollar five. December 146.15 up 72 in February at 151 even. That was up 57. As we said, feeder cattle were mixed. September at 179.42 down 25. October at 182.32 down 12. November feeder cattle 184.52. That was up 30 cents. January at 184.87 up 35. Lean hog carcass contracts were higher across the board. August closed 112.12. That's up 230. October 94.37 up 177. December 85.72 up 167. And February 89.02. That was up $1.67. Board of Trade yesterday in the day trade, uh, higher across the board. Uh, weather forecast drying much of the uh, Great Plains. Although uh, some of the states like Wisconsin has rain in the forecast. But uh, again, with that forecast, prices were higher yesterday. But overnight, Gave some back. December corn down eight to nine cents overnight. Six oh two. The oats were up six cents, four sixty nine. December wheat down a penny at eight twenty eight. November beans down nine at thirteen seventy. October meal down a dollar eighty a ton at three hundred and ninety four dollars and seventy cents. Cheese prices were lower. Barrels down six two oh one. Blocks down two at one ninety seven and a half. Great double A butter up three and a half at two ninety six and a half. Class three prices were higher yesterday. July up three at twenty two fifty five. August up thirteen at twenty twenty nine. September class three milk up thirty eight at twenty fifty seven. October up thirty two at twenty one oh eight. November also back over twenty one dollars up twenty one cents 
at 2103 as those prices were higher all the way out through next March. And that's the way the markets look this morning. Northern Wisconsin State Fair wrapped up yesterday, and uh, Jill had a chance while she was up there over the weekend to talk a little bit with the fairest of the fair in Chippewa. We'll hear about that coming up on Wax. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. I caught up with the newest Northern Wisconsin State Fair, fairest of the fair 2022, Samantha Wirt. First of all, why did you ever decide you want to do this role? So being fairest of the fair is a super big honor in our community. Uh, we are the ambassador to the fair. We support everything fair from the commercial end to the, to the agricultural end. And so it's Fairest of the Fair is such an important role and important for our community. And when I was younger and in 4-H, I would see the Fairest of the Fair walking around. And I thought, you know, maybe that could be me one day. And then the opportunity pre- presented itself, and I just knew I had to jump on it. So what do you have to do to become the Fairest of the Fair? To be Fairest of the Fair, you need to apply. And then from all the applications, a finalists are selected in which you compete in the uh, Fairest of the Fair Gala. You answer impromptu questions. You do a preliminary interview. You know, normal kind of, I call it pageantry things, but we really aren't a royalty. We are a professional development program. So along with that professional development, what are you going to do for the fair? So something that I really try to do for this fair is I wanted to bring more um, awareness to the Fairs of the Fair program. It's um, I feel that only it's known as a program on the agricultural end, whereas throughout the fair, you know, it's it, Fairs of the Fair program covers the entire fair, so it needs to be known throughout the fair, and that was my goal for this year. What are you getting out of this whole endeavor? Well, between shopping for amazingly fun dresses, um, <laughs> I am getting so much out of it. I'm meeting amazing people from our community every single day. I get I get chances to refine my public speaking opportunities almost every day, and it's so amazing because I get to work with so many great people here at the Wisconsin State Fair that I get so much from it. And that was Samantha Wirtz. The Northern Wisconsin State Fair, fairest of the fair for 2022. And I'm Joe Welke. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, 75 degrees out there. Some rain in the forecast for today. And a few clouds building around our listening area right now. And it'll get a little windier as well. But the crops are growing. Joe, what's the story this week? So the development of this year's corn and soybean crops continues to lag behind past years, but only by a little bit. As of this past Sunday, the corn crop across the country was 37% silked, about 11% behind the five-year average, and 6% of the corn crop is now in the dough stage, just 1% behind last year and the five-year average. According to this week's crop progress report the crop is now rated 64 percent good to excellent the same as a week ago that report also shows 48 percent of the soybeans are now blooming about seven percent behind the five-year average while 14 percent of the beans are setting pods five percent behind the average this week the beans are rated 61 good 61 percent good to excellent about the same as a week ago but up 11 percent from last year Wheat growers also reported they have 70% of the winter wheat crop harvested with Kansas farmers already 
already combining 99% of their crop. But here in Wisconsin, 9% of our corn crop is now silking, about four to five days behind the average, and the crop is rated 77% good to excellent. Soybeans are rated 76% good to excellent across the state this week, slightly behind the average. Farmers also say 46% of their soybeans are blooming and 5% are setting pods, just a little behind the normal progress. Oats are rated 82% good to excellent with 91% of the crop headed and 50% of the plants turning their golden color. Potatoes are 95% good to excellent this week with the winter wheat crop rated 86% good to excellent as farmers have now harvested 5% of the crop. State farmers have also put up 78% of their second hay crop as the hay is rated 83% good to excellent. Topsoil moisture this week has improved a little from last week as it's now rated 76% adequate to surplus, 21% short, and 3% very short, with southeastern parts of the state now being the driest. And they didn't uh, say anything about how much of the third crop is up, but I know there's a bunch of it up already and uh, going up as we speak. So, uh, again, may not be a best day to day, but... Uh We've got some hot weather around, that is for sure. All right, Jill, thank you. That's a look how the crops look. And working stock dogs. Yeah, you think of, uh, oh, sheep countries, New Zealand, maybe Scotland, England. But we've got a lot of working dogs around here, and we're going to hear about working stock dogs in Wisconsin next, right here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. I've been able to learn about all sorts of animals lately, but I'd have to say that learning about working dogs ranks pretty high up there. I got to talk with Lori Perry, the president of the Wisconsin Working Stock Dog Association. Here she tells me more about what a working dog actually is. Well, a working stock dog is a dog that can uh, effectively move livestock, farm animals, from one place to another or bring them through a an alleyway, um, maybe for some doctoring, um, bring them from pasture to pasture, sort off moms and babies from the rest of the group, uh, anything like that is, um, is a working, working stock dog. And they might be working cattle or sheep or even ducks, chickens, even pigs, anything that might be around the farm, really. The most common are border collies, healers. There are blue healers, Australian uh, healers, and there are Australian shepherds, bearded collies. Those are the most common. Sometimes you will find an effective dog in the rough collie breed, rough or smooth collie breeds. Sometimes there, there are also Kelpies and some other breeds coming up that do some effective work also. But I think the most common that you will see in competition, especially, is the Border Collie. Okay, so it sounds like there's quite a variety of breeds. Now, what does the training look like for these dogs, and what do you have to do to sort of maintain that from generation to generation? First of all, the the pup should have some natural instinct uh, bred right into it. It's important that the parents actually work stock. Uh, as as well as um, grandparents, great-grandparents, and so on, because the instinct can be lost 
fairly quickly in just a couple generations or so. So it's important not not to get a pup from just working lines, but working parent to give yourself the best chance of having a nice working dog. There cannot even with the best matchups, there might be uh, what you might call a dud in the group where it doesn't work out real good on stock. But often those dogs can be very good at other venues like agility or obedience or um, fly ball or something uh, because of their work ethic. They excel at those kind of things too. But as far as training, uh, puppies just need to be puppies for a while and you teach them some basics, respecting space and to come when it's called and how to walk on a leash and the basic things. Um, eventually, the pup will start taking in an interest in the stock, just watching it, the livestock as they see them out in the pen or something. But it's very important not to let the pup in with livestock without your guidance and supervision because they can get into bad habits very quickly or they can even get hurt. But it's, um, it's quite a process over several years to have a good working dog. It's important to get either proper instruction or to know what you're doing yourself to make a good working dog. There's, it becomes a relationship and a partnership where the handler and the dog work together to accomplish a goal of, of moving the livestock where you need them. So I can imagine that these dogs differ from, you know, your average pet dog that you might have that lives in the house. So how do you see that their brains are wired differently or they have these instincts that set them apart from other dogs? Well, the instinct to herd is actually a derivative of the prey drive. Hundreds of years ago, mankind started actually breeding the dogs to help them with their livestock. They, instead of attacking and killing, they took the dogs that didn't so much kill, but maybe just cornered it or something like that. And it all kind of began there. And the prey drive has been molded and refined where they don't want to kill the animal, but it's more of a control. And you work with this dog to accomplish that, what the goals that you, that you look for. That's interesting to see how it's changed over the years and how you've shaped them sort of into this image of a helpful working dog that can work alongside you. Now, I can imagine that the care for these dogs differs from other dogs. You know, what kind of food do you have to feed them? What does their routine look like from day to day? And how much does it cost compared to other dogs? Well, I don't think that the cost uh, really is any different. Um, they need the same type of uh, of care as far as food and veterinary care and such as, as other dogs. A good diet is important for a pet dog or a working dog. Uh, you may need to have more calories into a working dog. They mean, may need to have a, maybe a higher, little higher fat content, uh, so that they can have the energy to, to work all day. Um, and that said, your herding breeds do have a lot of energy. They need that energy 
to do the hard work and to be able to work all day. So they typically aren't the best pets if you're looking for a pet that's just going to kind of just hang around and maybe chill out a lot of the times while you watch movies or something. They are bred to work. They don't necessarily make good pets uh, for a lot of homes. There's a lot of herding dogs that are in rescue because people didn't realize what they were getting. They want a very, very smart dog, which herding breeds are known to be the, the smartest of dogs. And they'd like that smart dog, but with that smart dog comes a lot of energy and the intelligence to figure out make, making something to do. If you don't provide a job for them, they will figure out something to do. And a lot of times it's not going to be what you might want. And again, that's Lori Perry, Wisconsin Working Stock Dogs. I think what she said is very important. Provide something to do. People think they get a pet and they let it lay around, they eat, they take it for a walk, and that's all. These animals like something to do. It's like uh, the draft horses at the fairs. They like pulling. They like working. It's like the sled dogs in Alaska. They like to run. They like to pull those sleds. That's what they're bred to do. You know, maybe you like to sit around all day and just eat and drink, but uh, those animals are uh, naturally active, and they they want something to do. So, again, you got an animal, you know, give it a playground or do something with it because they don't want to just lay around. You let them lay around too long, and uh, that's what they will like to do, but uh, that's not what they're bred for, that's for sure. 29 minutes after 5 here at Wax, Rocky's going to join us starting on Tuesdays now. Rocky is also going to join us this morning, so we'll talk to Rocky over there at Premier Livestock next, right here on Wax. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, he was smiling for pictures and signing autographs and visiting with a lot of people on Thursday over at Farm Technology Days. Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock. Good morning, Rocky. Hey, good morning. Yeah, good show, and it's kind of fun to get a chance to talk to people in a little different atmosphere than normal. That's right. That's right. No, it was a very nice show. Yeah, it really was. And uh, now, hopefully, with that heavy rain on Friday morning, I don't know what that field looks like, but uh, it might not have to be plowed for a while because it's pretty well dug up, I would assume. But yeah, I'm glad I got out of there on Thursday. Yep, that was a blessing. It sure is. Well, we're back to work. we got the things to do in this hot weather. This is not cattle-favorable weather, but what's going on over at uh, Premier this week so far? Uh, thank you, Bob. Good morning, everyone. This is how uh, yesterday, Monday's auction shaped up. Uh, we did sell over 1,000 head of livestock yesterday. Fed cattle steady, high choice and prime Holstein steers, 121 to 135. Low choice and selects, 115 to 120. Choice beef steers and heifers, 125 to 140. Market cows were a little lower. High yielding cows from 81 to 95. Most cows, 65 to 80. Market bulls, mostly 90 to $1.10. Lower yielding, 89 and down. Certified 
organic cows, high-yielding cows from 90 to 115, lower-yielding and lightweights, 89 and down. We had another big run of calves yesterday, uh, selling 600 newborn calves, uh, Holstein bull calves mostly 100 to 185, beef calves mostly 125 to 385, and your Holstein heifer calves 20 to 80. Uh, today, Tuesday, we got our special feeder cattle auction. we got a bred beef cow auction, cow-calf pair, beef breeding bull. Uh, nice run of feeder cattle today. we got two beef herds, uh, including uh, many cow-calf pairs. Got some really nice uh, beef breeding bulls, including some fancy registered yearling Angus bulls. Uh, then tomorrow we got our hay auction at 9.30, dairy cattle auction at 11. we got two complete dispersals. we got a 70-cow Holstein tie stall herd, a very nice herd of cows, 80-pound average, somatic right at 100, 40 years of AI breeding. we got another herd of Jersey and Jersey Cross uh, young cows are going to be tie stall, milk, freestall adapted, and uh, lots of fancy reputation fresh cows. Really got a stellar lineup of dairy cattle tomorrow. Uh, full details with pictures on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, call us at Premier, 715-229-2500. And that's all Monday shaped up. Yeah, sounds good. All right, well, stay cool. We'll talk to you in the morning and see how Tuesday shaped up. All right, thank you. There he goes. That's Rocky over at Premier Livestock and Withy. What's the weather going to be like? We'll find out. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, I think some rain's coming, but I'm not sure where or when. We'll find out right now because Mike Dandria is over at the Skywarn 13 Weather Room to talk to us about the weather. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How we doing? Good, good. Well, I'll tell you. The way the humidity's been, you can get good and wet without getting rained on around here the last day or so. Yeah, I know. I, uh, I've been making the joke on days like this where it's like, I feel like I have to swim to my mailbox. That's about right. It <laughs> is warm and muggy, but there is there is some rain out there? There is. It's moving through central Minnesota right now, but uh, we may get a little bit of that. I'm not going to say it's going to be a, a washout by any means, but uh, going into the afternoon, we'll have some intervals of clouds and sun and temperatures well, they're getting back into the upper 80s and low 90s once again, but it's going to be breezy. We'll have winds sustained between 15 to 20 miles per hour out of the south, and we could see gusts in that 35 to even 40 mile per hour range. Now going into the latter half of the evening and into tonight, we have another chance at some showers and storms, possibly through the overnight, again with our lows only dipping to about the upper 60s. And tomorrow starting off with a very slim chance at a couple showers and storms, but then things start to dry out and we, uh, we clear out going into the afternoon, a little bit more sunshine and temperatures more comfortable, mostly into the mid-80s. A little less humidity to deal with, but it will be breezy again. Tomorrow night, clear low mid-60s for our lows. Thursday and Friday, mostly sunny conditions with temperatures hanging out in the mid to upper 80s. And going into Saturday, that's when we have a bit of that humidity returning. And both Saturday and Sunday bring us a slight chance at a couple showers here and there before mostly sunny conditions on Monday and temperatures once again in the mid 80s. Now we are looking at a bit of a warm start to the day. We have a few clouds and a temperature of 76 degrees in Eau Claire. And, well, Bob, that dew point, 69 degrees. So it is a bit muggy. It's Wisconsin, man. Wisconsin in July, you know how it goes. Absolutely, we've seen it before. That we have. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Bob. Have a good one. You bet. Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13. We'll find out what else is going on this time in the news next. Morgan's going to join us. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 76 degrees out there as we go to the newsroom and talk to Morgan, who's appropriately dressed. She's got her lightweight sweatsuit on today. So. <laughs> well, I tell you, the, in my defense, the AC is on in the building today, which makes uh, work priority number one for a lot of people. Yeah, but the AC doesn't work any harder than the rest of it. So the rest <laughs> of us in here, so it's not doing much. Well, let's just say in the newsroom, it's working overtime, oh, okay? Oh boy, yeah, okay. I don't know what the farm department yeah, well, is handling, but here in the newsroom. My feet are high and off the floor for that. <laughs> What's going on? From the 715 Newsroom, we're going to start with headlines that keep us in our area today. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. It begins in the courts. Eau Claire County's former district attorney has a year to get ready for trial in his sexual harassment case. And it's John DeMaster that's going to bring us more. A federal judge laid out the schedule in the case yesterday. The victim witness coordinator in the Eau Claire County DA's office is suing former DA Gary King, claiming he harassed her for years. King denies all those claims and resigned as top prosecutor last summer. Just after an investigation into his office found several claims of harassment and misconduct. I'm John DeMaster. Well, there's now a lawsuit over an annexation fight between Eau Claire and the town of Washington, challenging how Eau Claire annexed land, nearly 300 acres. Now, land can be annexed as long as it borders the city, but the land in question didn't. It did, though, however, border a piece of Lowe's Creek Park. The city annexed that land, too, but the lawsuit says that was flawed, that the whole thing should be canceled. Representatives from the town of Washington saying they've had questions about the process for a while, but those questions were ignored. If you're looking for a new date night spot, maybe you've seen the rumblings on social media. It's official. A Chili's is on the way. Eau Claire is a step closer to a new spot for those baby back ribs, as the city's plan commission did green light, unanimously approving the plan for a Chili's. That'll be on the city's south side. Meanwhile, some other changes to the landscape, a new Valvoline store, and that was approved as well by the commission last night. Five of the designs for Waukesha's to-be-built Christmas Parade Memorial will come from Wisconsin. Planners yesterday said they will consider six designs overall to remember the six people killed and 60 injured in the attack on the parade last November. Waukesha's Parade Memorial Commission will meet next week to narrow the choices down to three. The hope is to have that final design chosen before the one-year anniversary of that attack. And with those temps creeping up as they do here in July, maybe a cold one sounds a little better than ever, but hot Wisconsin temps could mean cold Iowa beer. Thousands of bike riders on the Ragbri pedal through the northeast part of the state next week, and they might quench their thirst with corn beer. The Iowa farmers' crops have cover crops, and some of those ingredients are, well, tasty. We've got the corn there, we've got wheat, we've got rye, all that starting to go into their grains. For Ragbri, I believe the fifth beer with our name on it is going to be coming out. Now, the latest version is described as a premium, full-bodied Iowa corn lager. That's kind of how we describe Bob. From here in our local 715newsroom.com, I'm Morgan McCarthy sending you back to Bob, Jill, and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Yeah, I kind of grew up on Iowa beer from time I was about 10 years old. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> Pack it in the lunchbox on That's the way right. to school, right? But it's always been 3-2 down the Back then, beer was 3-2 down in Iowa. The, li- the lighter, you know, the yeah, the kid well, beer. That's yeah, what you said well, to school. Yeah, yeah in the yeah. lunchbox. No, yeah. I don't have the I don't have the ABV on this one, but yeah. they said it's about forty percent corn. So I have those percentages for yeah. you. But I mean, it was always 
you know, our beer is a more alcohol content. Mm-hmm. Three two is always three two in Iowa. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know if this is going to be five or what it's going to be. I'll find out for you. All right. I'll get a six pack and, and we'll figure out the world's problems. We'll How's drink, that? We'll drink it. And we'll find out for ourselves. <laughs> it's a vegetable. It's corn, right? We're healthy, Bob. That's right. <laughs> we'll get her. Thank you, ma'am. Anytime, Bob. There goes Morgan in the newsroom this morning. We're about uh, 19 minutes before 6 o'clock. we got uh, a little more news to look at. We'll tell you about the fairs this weekend. And, of course, we got markets all coming up on WAC. For those who work in acres, not in hours, WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 76 degrees, 14 or 16 before 6 o'clock. And Jill, what else is going on? Meat and poultry supply chain grants are still available to processors in Wisconsin. The Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection is reminding Wisconsin processors to apply for grants by August 19th. DADCAP is hosting a webinar on July 29th from 9 to 10 a.m. to help processors fill out the grant forms. Along with filling out the grant application, eligibility requirements, timeline, and a question and answer segment will be part of the webinar. The grants are funded by the American Rescue Plan Act for Wisconsin Meat Processors in amounts of up to $150,000 with processors matching 100% of the grant. And as we said earlier, the tractor driving, FFA tractor driving contest over at Farm Technology Days the last week over in Clark County, they uh, sent us the results. They finally added up all the numbers. It's kind of a good contest. They've got troubleshooting and uh, backing the tractors, four-wheel wagons, the manure spreader, Driving it through some tight areas. They got uh, pipes up with golf balls on top. So if you uh, hit one, the golf ball goes down. You get docked a few points. And uh, the top five. Now, the winner was from down at the Marshall FFA. Marshall is just east of Sun Prairie, way down in southern Wisconsin. A.J. Schlimgen from down at Marshall. He was number one, but uh, two through five are right here in our area. Jacob Eckert of Medford was second. Peyton Ackerman of Owen Withy was third. Isaac Jacoby of the Loyal FFA was fourth. And Clayton Blazel of the Abbotsford FFA was fifth. So congratulations to those uh, young people that uh, did that. They had a written test as well, besides troubleshooting and uh, then their ability to drive those tractors. So really a good contest out there. And uh, they had, uh, I don't know, 18, 20, I don't know if it was all guys or not, but uh, FFA members were uh, driving those tractors. We've got markets to get to. We'll do that next here on WAC. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 13 minutes before 6 o'clock. A sticky 76 degrees out there, but it's time to hear from Hot Eamon of Sparta on Sparta Equity. Fed cattle selling steady to lower today with the highest in choice beef series of heifers, 140 to 148. The choice in select beef series of heifers, 129 to 139. The dairy cross steers, 128 to 140. The highest in choice Holstein steers, 126 to 131. The choice in select Holstein steers, 115 to 125. Non finished steers, heifers, and heavy steers, 114 and down. Cow market steady today with the high yielding cows, 77 to 92 with the top of 97. The cutters and utilities, 61 to 76. The low yielding and canner cows, $60 and down. Organic market today with results from the July 18th auction with most organic cows bringing 115 to 130.50. The thin and small cows, 95 to 114. The organic steers and heifers, 120 to 130. 
Bull market steady today with most bulls bringing 90 to 105. And the thin, full and bulls over a ton discounted at 89 and down. Calves today sold by the pound with the steady market with 8% of the Holstein bull calves bringing 80 to 160. The quality Holstein net for calves 20 to 90. The quality beef calves 210 to 310. And the light and poor quality calves 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Wednesday, July 20th, starting at 10 a.m. with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hut Amon at Equity Lives in Sparta with this market update, and we thank you for your business. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Ten minutes to six here at Wax on a Tuesday morning. Let's get over to the Equity Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Morning, Jerry. Well, did you have to do any tractor pulling or calling uh, over the weekend? Good morning to you, Bob. Oh, yeah, we were very busy over the weekend. We had a great tractor pull in our community here and uh, looking forward to the next one over in Edgar here about uh, the end of the month. So just a very busy weekend and, uh, well... A busy week continues here, a lot of stuff going on, but uh, you guys are kind of can kick back a little bit this week. Uh, no uh, beautiful show last week, of course, over there in Loyal, so... Uh, oh, we got, fairs. we got fairs going on, St. Croix, La Crosse, Barron County, there's polls there, too, and all kinds of things going on. Yep, well, that's good, because uh, that way you don't have to worry about cooking at home. No, 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 and like I said earlier, I told them over on TV a little while ago, I get to all these fairs, I kind of look like the doughboy, Pillsbury doughboy after a while, nice and round. <laughs> well, well, you just said that I wouldn't worry about that. At our age, Bob, what's the difference? You know? <laughs> well, I guess so. We're not trying to impress anybody, but boy, I hate buying new pants all the time. <laughs> what's going on? It's Tuesday. What's happened yesterday over there in Stratford? Okay. All right, Bob, thank you, and a uh, very good morning to everyone. And this will be a summary from yesterday, Monday, here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out the market cow auction yesterday on the high-yielding Holstein cows on yesterday's sale. And they were selling mostly from 75 to a top of 88 and a half. Most of the cows in yesterday's auction selling between 55 and 75. Thinner cows, like carcass cows, below 55. On the bull trade to open up the week, better quality bulls are mostly from 95 to 110. Lighter bulls are below 95. On the calf market yesterday, good quality Holstein bull calves weighing up 9,230 pounds, selling mostly from 100 to 190. Heifer calves uh, limited demand on those yesterday, mostly 20 to 40. Beef calves continue to be very strong, 175 to 375, topping at 395 on the beef uh, on the black beef bull calves yesterday's auction. And, of course, just a reminder, this heat uh, uh, heat stress on these lightweight calves is just like it is when it's really cold. So, folks, if you're going to be marketing calves, make sure they're good and strong so they can handle the heat stress because we got a hot week um, coming on here. And, uh, well, we got to talk about Tuesday here at Stratford today, a very busy, busy Tuesday. First of all, we do get started this morning at 10 o'clock with the hay and bedding auction. we got a nice selection of hay and bedding, a lot of round bales today. We do have small squares also, uh, so if you folks are looking for round bales or squares, squares we've got uh, a good selection of hay, but the big sale today will be our dairy cattle auction. That will start at 11 o'clock. We've got two complete herd dispersals for you folks today. Herd, for, uh, herd number one, herd dispersal of 50 Holstein Holstein cross cows. Uh, again, the owner is retiring from farming. Uh, cows in all stages of lactation. Our second herd is 75 Holstein cows. And again, power freestyle cows. So you know, no matter what your cows you're looking for today, um, mid-lactation cows, fresh cows, dry cows, we 
we have them for you. That will all be at 11 o'clock. Following the dairy auction today, we do market cattle, and every Tuesday we do sell organic market cows also, along with the conventional cows. And just looking ahead tomorrow, feeder cattle auction will be a noontime start tomorrow here at Stratford. So a busy week continues, Bob, and uh, we'll turn them back to you guys. Man, getting almost five to six already. We got to get going here. So, Bob, you have a good day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. We'll be here. Thanks, Jerry. We'll see you then. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Andy's Tractor Service and LS Tractor Synergy bringing Synergy Co-op. Bringing us our markets. They had a big presence over there at Farm Tech Days last week. And on the Board of Trade, uh, corn, soybeans, wheat, all higher yesterday on a drier forecast. But overnight, a little give back. December corn down 8 to 9 cents, 6.02. Oats at 4.69. December wheat down a penny overnight, 8.28. November beans down 9 at 13.70. Meal down $1.80 a ton for October, $394.70. Country elevator prices this morning. Doomer's grain of Holman, corn's at six sixty seven with soybeans at fifteen eleven. Wheat and grains, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location, corn's at six oh seven with soybeans at fourteen seventy one. So some discrepancy in these prices as we look across at the elevators. At Golden Plump, corn today six eighty two. At Baldwin, six forty four with the beans fourteen sixty three. At Durand, the corn is six forty five, the beans fourteen fifty eight. Mondovi six forty six with the beans at fourteen fifty eight. Over at Elmwood, uh, the corn is six fifty. The beans fourteen sixty three. At Fall Creek, six thirty a bushel for the corn. Fourteen forty eight on the beans. Osseo six fifty five and fourteen sixty eight. At Elk Mound, the corn six forty five. The beans fifteen oh three. Sparta six fifty four and fifteen sixteen on the soybeans. Ellsworth six thirty and fourteen forty eight. Ethanol plants corn at Boyceville six sixty nine. Stanley six sixty six. New Richmond six sixty one. Cheese down, barrels down six yesterday, two oh one a pound, blocks down two at one ninety seven and a half, the butter up three and a half at two ninety six and a half. Class three prices a little higher yesterday, July up three at twenty two fifty five, August twenty twenty nine up thirteen, September twenty fifty seven, thirty eight, October, November both jumped above twenty one dollars, October at twenty one oh eight up thirty two, November up twenty at twenty one oh three up through March on those class three prices. And again, a chance of rain in the forecast day. There's some rain out in Minnesota now, but uh, got to Mankato over to Highway I-35 and started to fizzle out. But uh, again, there is a chance of rain when we get these high humidity days and uh, warm temperatures. It can blow up any time, so be ready for that. High today is going to be 89. It's 76 already. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.